1: Welcome to episode number two sixty two of On The Corner, the official PitcherList.com podcast. I'm your host, Alex Fast, joined as always by the musical baby himself, Nick Pollock. What's going on? What Nick? is
2: happening? Yeah, I'm really excited for everybody to see the bass hits. Yeah, oh, we, we can, can say who's on it tonight. I mean, yeah, by, we can, right by now right, the, right. the the it'll be out. Right? You got this special guest.
1: I did. We tonight we got Mike Petriello to Ooh. do an episode of Bass Hits, which oh is God. which is very surreal and insane. But pretty soon we're gonna have musical baby himself, Nick Pollock. Well, okay, we'll
2: we'll see. <laughs> we we'll see I mean, I can play bass, you know? I know? I don't doubt that. And you can play guitar. You're a very good guitar player The you do is in a great band called Pocket Dogs. Oh, my God. Uh, are we doing this? Yeah, he was. No. you, you Were you not in a band called Pocket yeah, Dogs? Do you like, deny I, these I, charges? I've is this Garrett this. Cole
1: talking about
2: uh, <laughs> tech stuff? No comment. Yeah, okay. Great. Uh, I've, I've hidden that name for ages. So. Have you really? Yeah.
1: There it is. That's going to be great no. picture list trivia one day. Oh, God. What was the name of the I mean, Nick if Ollick's you enjoy,
2: band? like we were never going to make it. This band was, if you're going to look at us and like judge us for it, you shouldn't because we weren't trying to be like pro or no, I think you're like a fun yeah. band. Like yeah, get together just, with you know, friends and play some yeah. shows. Yeah, I wrote some songs and they were like, sure, we'll play that. And
1: it was great. Exactly. And Nick and I were yeah. talking before, and he, he said that he was, he, he was a musical baby. And I was like, <laughs> I love that. Uh, all right, so here we go. Obviously, we're not here to talk about music, although, man, I could talk about the new Black MIDI album all day.
2: Bola Witness is amazing. We both have two favorite albums yeah, right now, which is good. very, very good to hear. It's really
1: good. Uh we're not gonna talk about no. that though. We're gonna talk about some pitchers. Yes. And before we get into that, you know, obviously if you're not in PO Plus, you really should be. You should be checking out the first pitch podcast each morning. We've been getting these amazing spikes, and that's been really fun. So if you're listening Thanks. Yeah, thank you,
2: guys. That's awesome. Absolutely. I'm also doing Twitch. It's my office hours mm-hmm. every weekday morning, 830 a.m. to uh, 11 a.m. Every single morning, twitch.tv. Come on by. That's where I answer the most questions. Do not hesitate. Do not think, has he answered this already? Just ask all of the questions. I will answer all of them two and a half hours every single morning, so definitely go check that out.
1: It's a lot, and I want you to come and try and throw him off his game, because the more uh, 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 out of whack he gets, the more Josh Sperry content <laughs> <laughs> we get, and I think really that's what I'm in it for. It is throw
2: the, me off, there you go. That sweet, Beautiful. sweet Sperry comment. Now, listen, <laughs> uh, we're gonna do, I
1: don't want to say we're going to do something a little bit different today, because we're not going to do too, something, something too drastically different, but I, I want to try and focus on guys we haven't really been discussing too much, right? I feel like, you know, sometimes we can get into a rhythm, or we're talking about the same guys each week, and obviously, you know, for you, it must seem like a blur because you're talking about all pitchers all the time every day, but you know I want to talk about guys that we haven't talked about as much. We may have discussed them individually, but we haven't talked to them. You know, we haven't. Really, you and I haven't talked about the Al-Zalays or the Luis Garcias of the world. You probably brought them up in the first pitch podcast. I brought them in the, in the first pitch podcast. But here we are. Uh, also, you may be noticing that we're a day late. That's on me. Nick was able to accommodate to my prima donna schedule,
2: and, all right, and now okay, we're okay. We're cor- Fast as you know, he's a very busy man right now, and I'm super happy to say, you know what? Yeah, we can do this on another night. Yes. It was very helpful because that's what friends
1: are for. There we go. But so, what I I want to at least give you the opportunity, right? Because usually this list comes out,
2: we're taught off the presses, we're talking about it. Luckily, there was like what three games yesterday, right? (laughs) Well, the funniest part to me is that like I do the roundup every day and I I have to go to bed at like 1 a.m. or so typically because we have those West Coast games and everything. So, but I think like three games, like, cool, I can maybe go to sleep early now. Like no. two of them were at like started at ten. Uh, yeah, but time. at least Jackson Cower didn't give you much to write. Well, about. sure, but I, I wanted him to do well. Yeah, you know, to, I would have enjoyed having something wonderful to say about him.
1: So I I, I did want to actually start with him. So he did make his debut on the list. Not he wasn't too high. It's not like he was in the top right. fifty, but he was at seventy three. Obviously, this will bump him down a little. How if you if you were making the list today, where would he be at?
2: I don't know if he'd be on it. I mean, at they, all? Well, really? Well, you got to understand the, and um, we'll talk about this later when it comes to those tiers, but. That's the point of okay, underneath this is where I am just burning and churning in twelve teamers, right? Mm-hmm. That's the that's the cliff of well the guys below are not worth not chasing something. Yeah. So I didn't know what uh war was gonna do. That was a stash option, is actually I think the label I have on there is just, hey, pick him up, then you see how he performs and now you have this capital, hopefully, that you can, you know, use, all that kind of stuff. So it didn't go well, so we can just move on from it. I mean, that's not something I want to start at all next time at all. Really?
1: So there oh, wasn't yeah. anything redeemable there What's You're not it, thinking, okay, the first bad starts out of the way. Let's see what he's acting here, Here's like. the
2: thing in a 12-teamer. Like, you don't want to waste that roster spot for at least one start. I'm not starting him in his next one if he does get that, mm-hmm. right? Because, I mean, that was just terrible command. He did have some bright spots of 96 miles per hour and a changeup that did look good at times. Uh, but, uh, look, he threw 39 pitches and didn't get a full inning out of it. He's not in the place yet. I don't know if he's going to be there next time. He could be, but it's just not worth your your risk at the moment.
1: Yeah, I guess. Really, and there are a few teams that he could be facing where you'd be like, "All right, I can take a chance." Right. Maybe like a Texas or or. If he faces
2: Detroit, are you going to start him after that?
1: He's likely going to face Oakland.
2: Yeah, I'm not doing that.
1: Yeah, no. so that's that's a little interesting for sure. Um, uh, so really, there probably aren't any other two uh, any other movers and shakers from yesterday. I mean, there was
2: Albert Alzale who had a blister. So oh, okay. he left after three innings. Uh, it, he wasn't looking good before, and maybe it was the blister. It's kind of interesting. He did go against the Padres before it, and Alzalei did well against the Padres. Made me confident. Hey, yeah, you, we should be starting Albert Alzalei, and uh, obviously did not go the way that we wanted. He would fall a little bit more because of this. I mean, even, like, imagine this. They say, you know what? The blister's fine. We're going to start him against St. Louis. That's mm. a different thing. Then, if he didn't have any blister whatsoever. Right now it's in your thought process. Oh, maybe he actually doesn't throw as many innings now. Maybe it's still affecting him. Yeah. So that does mean that, of course, on the list that I would have him a little bit lower. Okay. I, we'll yeah. get to how low later. So uh, I guess, you know what? Yeah, we're, uh,
1: I was going to bring up a topic, but I think we're actually going to bring it up in terms of individual pitchers a little bit later. So for now, we're going to go ahead and we're going to jump into the list. Um, we're going to start with tier one. The only man there, once again, Jacob deGrom. What is this tier called? Why is it called that?
2: Uh, it's called Steve Nebraska. Steve Nebraska, because he was the number one pick in the fictional players draft that we had last year. Uh, okay, do you know Steve Nebraska? I don't. He's from a movie. Um, Steve Nebraska, and he's known as like the greatest player of all time. Is that Which movie is uh, it? This is um uh, Brandon Fraser. Uh, oh, I, I don't remember the name of this movie Wait, for some is reason. Ed, is it Ed? It might be Ed. The one where you said get with the chimpanzee. No, no, no. Oh, <laughs> it might not be that. I, I feel terrible. I don't remember the movie that Steve Nebraska is in. All of a sudden. But uh he's yeah, he's known as like the greatest pitcher in the world. Like it's you know he's amazing. Uh the scout. This scout is the scout, there we go. Thank you. Uh, I'm, and i thinking of Brandon. I'm, I'm so sorry, of, everybody. i uh, thinking of Matt LeBlanc uh at Right, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, I talked uh, I talked about Ed with Ellen Adair on the uh the Nick Paulkin Friends podcast. Yeah, because that. that's go. really the movie that we should be talking about. Yeah. <laughs> uh so it's called Steve Nebraska. I mean really there's no
1: reason to talk about you. Well if he's the wrong. greatest player, so there you go. He's the, he's the greatest player and he's yeah, exactly. Nothing yeah. Player. Well player? Yeah batting better than Shohei Ohtani. What?
2: Does he have a higher average than Shohei I mean, definitely better than Kellnick. <laughs> Yikes. Whoa! Nick with the incidental well, shots I mean, I, fired. I, saw, I, saw, I think I saw something about that, so I thought that was interesting.
0: Wow! It's like 9
2: for 23. Michael Aheadow
0: smashes the off button. <laughs>
2: I'm not listening to this. I'm sorry, no. Kellenick will be better, of course. Is I mean, look, this is the the greatest case for not getting, uh, not adding the DH. But wait, you it. said Kellenick will be better. So you think Kellenick will be better than Degrom? Wow, you heard it here first. Nick says Jared Kellenick. This, this is a DeGrom. wonderful podcast. <laughs> you know, I, I think the listeners really appreciate. Yeah, that we I'm trying do. to
1: get more drama involved in these. <laughs> Drama Tuesdays.
0: That
2: what? You
1: want. Uh drama Mondays for all, right. all those video game Donkey fans. All right, tier oh, two. Oh yeah. Oh my god, that was that was fun. He's I, amazing. I, 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 he, he he, I love him. Yeah.
2: Uh, Alright, uh Tier Two. What's it called? Why is it called that? Uh Tier Two, I had a name for this, and now Oh yeah, it's Charlie's Angels. Okay. Because uh in this situation, Jacob deGrom is Charlie and they're all just, you know, trying to do their best to to, to make be like him. You I
1: know? don't think you've no. seen Charlie's yeah, Angels.
2: No. <laughs> they're, like, they're like a group of amazing people. And <laughs> I, I haven't I saw it like in, Oh god <laughs> I saw it like in Australia when I was like 14 oh. And like they are they are second tier to Charlie right because they yeah. report to Charlie. Yeah, okay, you're right And it's like a group of you them that are fantastic DIG UP what? Dig up Nick. What do you mean? You keep trying to dig out of a hole, but you got to. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I got to go up. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. Also, it's just three Charlie's Angels. There's, I
0: know, but there's I, like, nine
2: it's... people in this look, tier. Look, I'm thinking of like an elite group of people, you okay. know like they get the job done, and yeah, they yeah, have yeah. someone that is above them. Okay, that's Charlie's Angels. All right, that that makes okay. sense. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, I, I do want to say that Max Scherzer, I believe, cracks the top five
2: for the first time this year. Uh, I might be. Yeah. Yeah. So
1: what do you know? I mean, Scherzer's
2: just been amazing. And like, I, I feel that we we saw his season last year, like a 370 array and we're like, oh, no, the home run problems will catch up to him, all that kind of stuff. And he just has been an ace, like de facto one, the one that we've seen for like five straight years or whatever it is, yeah. maybe eight. And uh, yeah, there's no sign of slowing down at the moment. And he does not have any sort of innings cap. Yes, there is the health question that still is present with Scherzer, but there is a slight innings thing with Woodruff. There's obviously one with Burns, too. Maybe there is with Bueller. So, I know, you don't think that the Brewers are going to cap Woodruff at all, right?
1: No, I was going to say that I don't... I, I Would Would you theoretically be surprised if uh, Scherzer didn't even end the year in Washington, right? Final year of his contract, they're 24-32. and 32. Then there were, certainly is no innings cap on him, then. Oh, I didn't even consider that. I'm, right? If I'm the Nationals and I'm not competing, if I'm this far behind yeah, come, yeah.
2: come the trade deadline, why am I going to... You know that's a great point. Right? Sure Do they, uh, The Nationals still have to pay off the deferred contract in that trade, or no? I bet. I bet they would try and yeah. offload it a little bit, right? Sure. I mean, maybe sure. I, it depends. You know, I, I think they need some help <laughs> in that farm.
1: So that's, that is very interesting to think about. Uh, the next thing that I wanted to talk about, and this is the topic that I wanted to get into. So obviously, you, you drop Trevor Bauer three spots. He falls to seven. How how much? How much of that is the drop in spin rates? How concerned are you with these drop in spin rates? Yeah, this has rates? been a
2: very popular question. Um, obviously, as we already alluded to, was Garrett Cole not answering the question about spider tack, Yes. which I mean, all right, I, I'm not going to really comment on that, but obviously this is stuff that's being used by a lot of people. Um, one would imagine, I mean, Trevor Bowers is, is kind of, in many ways, like, hey, this is a thing, and like... Obviously, he uses it. We've mm. seen all the spikes and stuff. Maybe not Spider Tech. Maybe his own thing. I don't know. Whatever. And the question is: All right, once MLB is like clearly trying to stop this now, which is a good thing, if you ask me. Mm. I mean, I don't know if you agree. I imagine you do. That, like, just please let's get establish the rules for substances and actually try to do something about it, right?
1: Yeah, I, I personally have no problem. I mean, I think you're the same way. I don't have a problem with pitchers using substances. I think what might be the smart thing to do, personally, and this is just kind of speaking. You know off the cuff here, and you know, don't take this too far. But, like, what if they just came up with three substances that were agreed upon that all pitchers could use that were regulated? Because it seems like no one really has a problem with the mixture of rosin and sunscreen. Sure, it seems like most people are like, Yeah, that's fine. If they have a problem when it's like They're the literal chemists yeah, coming yeah, yeah. in right, and right, being right, like, right. Use this, sure. So, if they were like, Fine, here are three substances that are pre approved that will theoretically help you hold the ball a little bit better, that but why I do think they think need
2: cable. that? Why do they need that extra? Stuff in the first place. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think if you all of a sudden take that away from every pitcher in baseball, this, that could be pretty problematic. Well, we'll see. I mean, everyone's been talking about how good pitchers are, and that's kind of a way to normalize. Look, as someone that that like, if I say that a pitcher is going to do well, and people are happy when he does well, and if every pitcher does well, then everyone's going to be happy with me, mm-hmm. and I'm the one I'm like, oh, let's make them worse. You know, I, I just think for the the sanctity of the sport, yeah, you know, yeah, I think a lot of people will have a problem that there is some approved substance or something like that, and. Yeah, I, I don't know. Let's get better, though. Let's just make pitchers better and try to not be hyper-reliant on a substance. So, regardless of all of this, Trevor Bauer, uh, his spin rates have been coming down. There might be a, something that's proactive with him. Same thing, actually, with Cole. We saw about 50 to 75, I think, RPM drop with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they might be starting to realize, okay, we need to like maybe ramp down on this stuff. And we have seen an effect from Bauer in the past couple of starts. He hasn't been nearly as good with his fastball, and that's really been the major element that uh, – that made him a solid guy uh, in his breakout season last year and the year before that. Yeah. I mean, he, I think when he was asked about it, he said, well, why don't you go ahead and take a— Are you okay over there? Yeah, I made the noise again, Fast, You choked on spit like 19 no, I times. No, no, I was trying no, to no, save made, you from it. Okay, and Twitch? Yeah, the Twitch— sub, sub, I made. Yeah. I made that noise just now. <laughs> I literally just made it again.
1: They're going to have a field day. with Oh, you. God. Bauer said, oh, well, look at my numbers in 2018, if you're if you're curious about how I would do without, uh, you know, stuff. And that's interesting, but then you could say, well, look at your numbers in 2019. Yeah, uh, and also 2017. Yeah, exactly. Uh, sample's a little bit larger there. But, yeah, that's it's interesting what you have to say about that. But let's move on now to tier number three. What is it called, and why is it called that? Seal Team Six. Why? They get it done, and there are six of them. Oh, very nice. Uh, so, defend
2: yourself. Clayton Kershaw over Zach Wheeler, and I believe that is a, a, a
1: tier there. Am I crazy? What are they it yeah, it's tier
2: 10. Uh, sorry, number 10 to number 11. There is a tier uh, drop there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I understand if you wanted Kershaw into tier three or not. I don't really think there's a massive difference anyway, but you need to have tiers somewhere, and that's, that's how it works. I get that, but uh, ignore the tiers. Why Kershaw over Wheeler? Yeah, Kershaw slider is amazing, Yeah, and I know he has stumbled a little bit lately. I'm not at a point where I think that Kershaw isn't going to... Re- rebound from that. Mm-hmm. There really isn't anything that's too alarming for me to think that he isn't still, you know, a very, very solid guy through the entire year with, you know, an amazing slider he's throwing more often now. So that's what it is,
1: because I think it's important for people to realize too. You know, when you look at this list, the first thing that comes to your mind is past performance, but really we're trying to focus more on, or Nick is trying to focus more on future performance. Correct, right? Yes. And this is to say that while you know Zach Wheeler could probably still keep it up, Kershaw's probably just going to get better.
2: And yeah, in he's the right not going to have a three sixty six ERA. I don't. I don't think that it's it still along those lines. A one one whip mm-hmm. in that time, twenty percent strikeout rate. I, I really don't think that Kershaw is going to have. Those, I mean it's been two straight five earned run games I think that's very much an anomaly for him yeah. It's that simple.
1: Clayton, uh, excuse me, uh, Kevin Gaussman also cracks the top 15 for the first time this year. Uh, I, I mean, that just is bananas. Nine
2: it's, straight one earned runner fewer starts. It's it's unbelievable. It's crazy. It's it, with two pitches, really. And even his groin was like, I want to stop. He's like, no. <laughs> yes, yes. No.
1: Yes. The notion of Kevin Gaussman shouting no at his groin is very funny.
2: <laughs> uh, but it, 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 it has been an amazing run. It, it this, was that tightness. It wasn't hip tightness, right? I'm pretty sure if I just threw in the fact that Gaussman's now throwing at his groin, that's funny. That's, okay. that's funny. With me,
1: yeah, I was trying to breeze past it for you, and you just brought it right back in. Uh, so he's top
2: 15. Now, this has to be really one of the bigger shocks. I mean, oh, we're, yeah. we're in July, we're in oh. June, excuse me. I'm not gonna run away from the fact that when we were asked, like, hey, who's the Nick Pavetta of this year? I was thinking, huh, oh, it could be Kevin Gaussman, yeah, I, could, yeah, because you know, it's a slider base, and like, you know, how I splitter feel. base, oh, sorry, yeah, splitter base, of course, uh, and how volatile those can be, and like, hmm, he's only really done it for half of a season, if even that, and look at him go. Totally. Didn't make sense to me. Didn't really know if I was going to buy
1: into those you know, sustained velocity upticks, and I'm very, very happy for him. You can go check out that article that I wrote about him. I think it breaks it down pretty well. You mm.
2: wrote an article about Kevin Gausman? I don't
1: write him often, but when I do, I talk they about him it out all of the, part. the time. <laughs> uh, alright, Nola, I mean, last week we were talking about, alright, what's it going to take for him to fall below Zach Wheeler, and now here we are. He falls to number 16,
2: his lowest of the year. So, what's going on with Aaron Nola? Yeah, so, uh, so on one side, we have Zach Wheeler I should mention on the other side of like Kershaw versus Wheeler right yeah uh, Wheeler has just been amazing and it's really fun to watch it we've also seen him be volatile in this way too right we had a lot of strikeouts recently in that first start then he had a valley of it and susceptible to three and run, run four run games so I don't think that's gone right away from Wheeler because he doesn't have so much depth in that repertoire that's going to be a problem, but hopefully he does just dominate with fastballs. I and mean, sometimes you watch Zach Wheeler go, and he's just putting fastballs on the edges, and it's just, how are you supposed to do this? Yeah, totally. It's really, really fun. So I hope he can keep that up, but I can't get rid of that notion. However, he's in such a groove right now, and Nola is not. Uh, we made, we had a good discussion about this thing last week or two weeks ago, about uh, I was being the optimist of saying, oh, cool, and every night he has at least one good pitch. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, cool, On every night there's at least one bad pitch. Mm. Right, and you're winning this as of now because yeah, Nola does need Sick. more. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even realize. Uh, but uh, the problem, also, I should say, is that the schedule has been so bad for Aaron Nola. Yeah, um, but he, who, it's Nola. We don't have to care. I about know, schedule. I know. But he's been into since he's had to go against the Red Sox and the Jays and uh, the uh, Atlanta with Ozuna and Coors. Uh And he did take advantage of the one good start he had in there with against the Marlins too. I got to think, like, we're just going to forget about this when it's not such a gauntlet of a schedule. I hope so. But again, you're drafting Nolux. You don't care. This is true. I mean, he's still giving you a 384 year rate and a 115 whip and a 27% K It's not like he's been horrible for your team, detrimental. Definitely. Without a doubt. But he hasn't been that ace. So uh, that's why he's a 15. I think it's just going to get better from here.
1: That makes sense. Uh, We're going to hop into tier four. What's it called and why is it called that? SEAL Team 6 2. That's some no. I don't know if it, I can accept it. I don't know if I'll do it. There's so many other ways to do six. Uh, the- Seal
2: Team Six Two, <laughs> the quickening. The quickening. Yeah, that's um that's Dave Barry's uh, way of like any sequel can be called subtitled the, the quickening.
1: Okay, great. So this so one's we'll called call the, the quickening. quickening. Yeah, there you go. Perfect. Yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> Uh, so
1: I, I need you once again, very quickly, to defend yourself between Trevor Rogers and Carlos Rodon. Ah,
2: yes. Um, two things. Uh, Trevor Rogers hasn't allowed more than three runs in a game this year. Carlos Rodon has done it twice, mm. and uh, Trevor Rogers has had 12 starts while Rodon has done nine. Has had nine. So I, I am leading. I'm starting to lean more into Rodon every week. He is going up because that fastball is so good, and he's maintained 96. Right, uh, it was ninety three and change all of his career, yeah. And all of a sudden, this year we start seeing ninety four point five, and all of a sudden ninety five, then ninety five point five, and now it's ninety six and like ninety six point three, yeah, for Rodon. But there does, does seem like this, I don't know, this fiery chaos about it that I don't know quite if we're going to see that for the next four months. While Rodgers does have a very very standard, like this is what you're getting sure. approach with this fastball along the edges. He has to change it, that misses lots of bats. And then his slider is actually a really good called strike pitch. It did get a couple whiffs, I think, two starts ago as well. But it seems more like, okay, yeah, this is this feels more stable in that way for Rogers. They both could fall a lot, and sure. that's why they're outside of the the team six. They're the quickening. Yes, of course. But I but I do like both of them right now. They're both incredibly exciting. I understand how what Rodon has done, and just when you watch him go with ninety six up and then sliders and changes, it just feels so good. Mm. I, but yeah, I just it just seems a little bit more uh, flash in the pan esque than Rogers. That makes sense. Uh, Why don't we move on to the next tier, then? What's it called, and why is it called that? Oh, man. Uh, Well, I do want to talk about Freddie Peralta, though. Oh, okay. He's also the same kind of ordeal, right? And there was, uh, I think someone on Twitter was asking, like, Freddy Peralta has been so unbelievably good. How is it any different from, say, Zach Wheeler, who's getting all this love? And I I get it. I mean, I gave finally the ace-is-gonna-ace label to Freddie Peralta this past week. Mm -hmm. Um, 2.25 ERA, .88 whips, 37% carry. Why isn't, like, Peralta top 10? The quest, the the answer is I mean we call him general disarray right because he is chaos of like where he puts his pitches yeah uh, and that's a product of him throwing cross body as far as from now to the end of the season it, it, I would say he is the most volatile one even though he hasn't been it hasn't been the thing so far. The way that Peralta pitches does suggest that it's that not a command thing. It's more of just on given day. It could just not be in the zone, and it could be four innings of four runs and four walks or whatever, right? And that, to me, is why it's more fragile than the foundation that Wheeler has established. It's great. You're going to keep starting him. It's wonderful. He's in the quickening, all of that. But, yeah, Freddy Peralta, I mean, he, he doesn't quite have that solid uh, foundation. So then walk me through the logic then about what, what makes that better than Freed. Uh, so Freed, I mean, it's just what he, what Peralta is doing. It's like a balance of like how high that ceiling is and okay. how low the floor is. Got gotcha. you. And Freed isn't quite uh, showcasing ten strikeout upside, no. right? Like seven innings, Four. one runs, run, zero zero walks, and ten strikeouts. Like sometimes Peralta has done that. Yeah. And Freed is like, all right, cool. I'll give you like your six, seven strikeouts. It's like better Kyle Hendricks, kind of like how I described Zach Wheeler a little Wheeler, bit. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Freed is just helpful. You know, it's like, hey. I'm going to do well. He just survived the Dodgers. Yeah. It was great. It was um, wonderful. All right, so what about t- uh, Tier 5? What's it called? Why is it called that? All right, well, give me give me one, some two, more three, time.
1: Four, call out the names. It's, it's, there are six people, I know, so, so help me God. <laughs> <laughs> we are not getting a trilogy. <laughs> Sandy Alcantara, Joe Musgrove, Pablo Lopez, Robbie Ray, Tyler Molly, Blake Snell, uh, all rising. I'm going to go ahead and call them the frauds because I think I have issues
2: with each one of these. Oh, I'm going to call them the interns. The interns. Oh, go ahead. They want to get the job. Oh, okay. They want to be those guys. But yeah, they might be flawed.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I said frauds. Flawed is even better, and it's definitely less harsh. <laughs> so the first thing I wanted to talk about was Sandy Alcantara. I mean, obviously great. You know, that he had that last start against Pittsburgh with no earned runs, one run total, six hits, two walk, just six Ks. A, a 21% CSW is problematic against the Pirates. It's one, it's the second. CSW under 30%, not terribly had a pretty good CSW against Toronto, even though he did give up those four runs towards the back end of that game. Is there any cons- I mean, this is a guy who's a called strike guy, and now all of a sudden he's got a 21% CSW against one of the worst offenses yeah, in I, baseball.
2: I, I understand the biggest flaw in Alcantara and why he, I, I gave him the Aces to Ace label, and then we've taken it away, is because yeah, his stuff isn't the... I mean, it, it... Okay, he does have guys on their heels a lot, but it is a sinker that... Isn't the most whiff heavy pitch hmm. And the changeup is really good But he's still not quite there At saying cool I'm going to throw my changeup And you're going to miss it like Luis Castillo in his prime Or something like that right? <laughs> yep. It can be Because I mean <laughs> you see that pitch at 92-93 And it has so much depth to it And paired that with the sinker it's just You got to guess often He doesn't have a third pitch that you really trust either It is a breaker uh that isn't that pitch. Sometimes he does use it, and it's beautiful, and all of a sudden, after they're dealing with upper 90s, here comes this 90-mile-per-hour slider that falls off the table, and you're like, oh, well, I'm done. Yeah. But it doesn't always act that way, uh, and there's he needs to harness a little bit more about that overall command. At the same time, when Alcantara is cruising through, yes, it is a lower CSW, but he is... I, I don't really say this much, but this is a guy I trust to mitigate hard contact with how much this pitch moves and how hard it is, and he's very good at hitting the edges uh, with his heater. So that itself is why we're seeing consistently over six innings every single game save for that one disaster against the dodgers above six innings at least six innings from sandy alcantara so that to me is, is a lot of value
1: the next person i was a little bit mm-hmm. is he a fraud Robbie ray obviously i've had a little bit more problems than you than you this year 4.08 era with a 4.64 fip in may and his first start in june his next two starts are against the White Sox tonight and then the Red Sox. His fastball goes from a 264 woba in April to a near
2: 400 woba in May. It's pretty much still the only pitch he's riding with. A top 30 guy. Yeah. So uh, a couple things really quickly. One forgot one start against the Giants for Alcantara that was five innings I am so sorry okay <laughs> uh, Robbie Ray uh, he was he was doing this thing right four seamers up upper third of the zone mm-hmm. cruising 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 amazing all of a sudden the Yankees happened and he threw in the bottom third and I dropped him down because oh no is that his you know, fastball coming going away last start I know it was the Marlins it doesn't really matter to me who he's facing it's like what was he doing back to normal of like fastballs up and sliders and curveballs down it was the ability that we're looking for but that 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 fastball is still a 400 woba. Well, I mean, all right, over the full season, uh, over the course
1: of May, so a pretty large sample size. So, uh, you know, whatever, four. It's probably about three
2: twenty, three twenty. three twenty. Yeah, yeah, okay. So, so I mean, he's a lot home runs so far. This is the conversation yeah, we had yeah. two weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, it's the same same one now. I, I'm I'm on the side that believes that he's not going to allow as many home runs as we continue to develop the slider and Kerbal, and we've actually seen that. Uh, they those pitches have been better recently uh and i do trust robbie ray every single time out and you say oh he's inside top 30 i'm like well that's relative mm-hmm. you know there are a lot of guys jack flaherty fell or sure. got removed i uh, another pitcher did that i'm forgetting right now there are two guys that were pulled up john means oh remember him mm. uh, sorry do I, remember? <laughs> I mean it hurts me too all right <laughs> i was the one okay Anyway, uh, as you see that through the season, if you look at the entire fridge table, there are like five or 10 guys, I think, that are hinting this as well that wouldn't be here. So think like, yeah, 30s for Robbie Ray. That's great.
1: All right. I, I
2: still, I, I don't know. I don't believe it, but I hear what you're saying. And that's well, all the oh, most important oh, okay, thing. Okay. Okay. So uh, Tyler Molly and Blake Snell are next. Yeah. Would I, you put them both over to Robbie Ray? I would put Tyler Molly over him. Okay. I would even theoretically. I mean, are, are you forgetting that Molly just is finally on the other side of like, there is a moment that everyone's like, hey, are we dropping Tyler Molly? Like, two, three weeks ago. Yeah, but still, just two more runs over the last 17 and a third. Sure, he's recovered, and that's a good thing. But I, I, I guess what I'm getting at is, like, Molly isn't this all of a sudden ace or something like that. Well, Robbie Ray is certainly flexed. Yeah. Like, if you want to do by K minus walk rate, which I think anyone, you know, a lot of people will tell you is the most, is the best statistic to actually, say, uh, predictiveness. Mm-hmm. Like, Robbie Ray is demolishing that. Yeah, th- uh, that's fine. I,
1: I guess, I, I mean, I guess... Both of them theoretically have problems when it comes to depth of arsenal, yep. right? Um, uh, but yeah, I guess I just don't know. I'm trying to look at other people. Like, I, I would theoretically maybe put Wood above
2: him. Ooh, Wood. Yeah. Interesting. I, I like Wood Alex just Wood. struggled. He had a, a terrible start over the weekend.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's fine. I mean, like, it, one is different than a, a May where you're putting up a four I, ERA. I, I,
2: I agree. But there's also, I mean, with Alex Wood, too, there's, I mean, there's problems with all of them, I think, as you highlighted before. Mm-hmm. Um, like, you call them frauds in this tier, and then there's another tier below. Flawed. You're right. It was fraud, but you're right. Flawed <laughs> Flod <laughs> is better. Fraud is cruel. Flawed is better. Uh, I feel like it's someone mispronouncing Floyd all of a sudden. <laughs> uh, but I but yeah with Wood, I mean, he is doing better now. He has a injury injury history mm-hmm. and I right now the reason that he's having success is twofold. 1 92 miles per hour as opposed to like 91. Yeah. And he has a slider that was all of a sudden like elite. And we don't really know if that's going to stay elite. Yeah. Right. So there, It's not a guarantee with Wood even. Want i talk about track record and stuff? It's like all of a sudden he's doing this. But Ray has an injury problem too. Injuring sure. your team. <laughs> uh, nailed it. Uh, I mean, he has had some injury history, but yeah. If you actually want to talk about that, but yeah, oh, that Wood's was the joke. Yeah, but the, you know, I haven't mentioned that, so that's good.
1: Tyler Molly rises seven. To, like I said, two earned runs over his last seventeen and a third. Second game in a row. Third game of the season, which he's gone to the slider more than the fastball, which I really dig. This was also insane to me. I don't know if you saw this tweet that I had earlier on. I was talking to Michael Heddo about this because I know he's a big Tyler Molly fan. So on average mm. uh, a right-handed pitcher will... Did you see this tweet that I had about no. it? No. Because I'm curious. Don't look at the notes. I want to pick your brain about this. Uh, no, no, no. Um, <laughs> on average a right-handed pitcher yeah. will backdoor a... Ah, this is why you were messaging me. Exactly. Okay. Will backdoor a slider to yeah. a lefty about 24% of the time. Sure. Okay, so not too often, right? You always... You want to put it down... So wait, so
2: that's the saying... Essentially, against a left-hander, a righty will throw a slider that is... Backdoored. So not, like, of all sliders thrown to lefties. Just, like, in general, across all their usage.
1: Uh... uh- Uh, No, all right-handed, like overall on league average, right-handed hitters will backdoor sliders to lefties 24% of the time. That's the league average rate. Okay,
2: pitchers, just across, like, what am I going to throw? It's going to be a right, uh, it's going to be a backdoor. Oh,
1: I see what you're saying. No, uh, amongst sliders. Okay, when they
2: throw a slider uh, a fourth of the time, it's a a backdoor slider. Correct. The denominator is sliders, if people are listening and they were confused by what we just said. Yeah, Uh, so the backdoor is, uh, the denominator there is sliders. That's interesting. So they're instead 75% of the time going, like, over the plate, not backdoor, or down into the ankles, or below the zone.
1: Exactly okay. right, which kind of makes more sense, right? It seems like you would want to like make it seem like it's coming into the zone and then break yeah. down at there. Let's much what Corbin Burns does at ten miles per hour faster with his cutter. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. How frequently does does Tyler Molly do it? How frequently with his slider? What is his What is the percentage of sliders that he throws to lefties
2: that he backdoors? Oh, it's like. I want to say like 65%. It is 74%. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I remember looking at all, I'm just, uh, I was just visualizing his strike zone plots over the games. I'm like, where's all the yellow? Oh, yeah. It's totally all arm side. It's unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. It, it, it's such a crazy way to do it. Well, I mean, that's the thing, though. His strength isn't that slider, mm-hmm. it's a tighter break. It's not like a big, like, when you think of yeah, amazing sure. uh, sliders to like bear down to the angles of the lefties. You're thinking like Garrett Cole's, sure. You know Noah's Noah's, mm-hmm. Albertosley, right? Those guys were the big ones, and then they go, "Oh my God, it's gone." Molly's is 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 closer to a cutter than it is a curveball. It's almost like Degrom's, or it's pretty tight. Sure, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But I mean, Degrom still can be like, "Yeah, whatever, I'll throw it inside." Doesn't matter. It's 94. He was the one who actually does the opposite, which is which I found fascinating. Oh, he so only on goes, he only jams guys inside. Yeah, yes. yeah. Because I mean, because he's also throwing 101 up and in. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, I'm Jacob Degrom. Yeah, he doesn't need to play passively, Degrom. He's just no. this constant attack. Uh, but yeah, th- that's that's Molly's M O. because all he's trying to do is just get strikes so they can throw fastballs upstairs.
1: Now I can't. I was trying to think about this just you know off the cuff. What is beneficial or what is not beneficial in terms of that slider placement? Because there's really you know you can miss in both spots. If you're trying to go in, you could theoretically miss and either hit the batter or miss middle middle. Right. But
2: you could also miss away and then either come too far in or never even. Well, one you thing he didn't mention is as the danger zone. Uh, the danger zone is essentially down and in. Also, I mean, both to righties and lefties, but sure. more so the lefties. They're just well known to drop the barrel and just hook that ball over the fence to right field. So then maybe that it is better to back door because you're theoretically. It depends how confident you are. There's, you know, I, I think I certainly do this a lot. Is uh, I forget that you know we're saying oh yeah let's just go up and in with a fastball or something like that. Like that's a skill. Yeah. Not everyone has that ability, and yeah. it takes time to develop. Being able to beat Jacob deGrom and know that, like, oh, yeah, I'm going to throw the slider here and not close to the middle of the plate and I'm going to have success with it. Like Molly maybe doesn't have that skill to go glove side with it.
1: Yeah, that's an interesting point. I will say he's had success. Th- that pitch alone, not his entire slider, but backdoor sliders to lefties, 155 Woba, about 40% CSW. So he can yeah. he can put it in and out of the zone. He also, Michael had to look this up as well, uh, number one in terms of backdoor sliders that are in the zone. It, it, it's kind of nebulous the way you look it up because you kind of, you know... The word game, of the year. I love nebulous. Yeah. Uh, you look up game day <laughs> zones, you look up attack zones, so the, the, the percentage Percentage in and of itself can fluctuate. But either way, you you slice that pie. He's still leading the league. Um, It's very interesting to me. All right, let's move on to... Unless you had something else you wanted to say about Tyler No, but I do want to do that.
2: that I (laughs) I mean, we should have done that at the beginning of it. I will say I had a small, small bone to pick. Oh, no, just a small one? Just a small one. I want a big one. No, no, no. (laughs) I want a dinosaur bone. Uh, Okay, (laughs) I can't. Uh, uh, I, I don't think...
1: It's funny. I was doing. Huh. I was. <laughs> I was. <laughs> I was doing the first pitch podcast on Sunday. I looked at Blake Snell's blueprint, mm. and I said, "This is not the Blake Snell blueprint." And then you tweeted, "The Blake Snell blueprint is back." I didn't say the Blake Snell blueprint is back.
2: What did you say? He said he's I, doing I, the Blake Snell blueprint. No, 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 no. Did I say that? I thought I said that he is. Oh, maybe I did. Okay, I did. I did. I'm sorry. I did. I did. I'm trying think to remember. That is the Blake Snell blueprint. So Are you
1: the. One you find it, so you can, of course. I'm feel trying. Free to I'm argue. trying to
2: remember. No, no. Okay, I think I, I did say it was because four seamers were upper third.
1: Were upper third. Yes, yes. but yeah,
2: a majority sliders were in the in the zone though, a ton more than traditionally the Blake Snell blueprint. But I
1: actually is. think it was the fast more over the heart of the plate than ever.
2: Well, no, but here's here's the funniest thing. I hmm. uh, okay, so you know the thing framed in my bedroom, and The Blake Snell blueprint, right? But if you look at that, it's actually more like just upper half. Oh, interesting it is actually like at the top edge. I think, you know, I, I, I stare at it often and I kind of forget the fact like, oh yeah, wait, this is just upper half. It, it's June 3rd, 2018. Mm-hmm. I think it, it, it started against the Mariners. I think it's either June 8th, but I think it's June 3rd. Uh, so that's only upper half and it's not like the Tyler Molly stuff that we were just talking about. Yeah. Now, the reason I put out that tweet and why I was confused was because of the major emphasis to it for me was the fact that he threw a breaker constantly in the zone. Sure, yeah. That absolutely. is everything yep. for Blake Snell. Over the years as I've talked about this, it's been what happened in 2018 that made him successful was that both his slider and his curveball were above 35% zone rates, and he went to it a lot. And that was a huge thing. Now, the major thing this year was his change dropping 10 points in-zone rate, and he axed it. Mm. He also was uh, had a better curveball before that the head of really identified well. Great article. Uh, yep, definitely gave him a read to it. Also Gotta the, stop bringing him up. Third time I know. We brought I know, him I know. Off Doug podcast. Carlin's graphic is the best. That, it's it is, It's my one of my favorite graphics of the yeah. year. John Travolta, Blake Snell, it's just, oh man, it's amazing. Uh, but yeah, the curveball in the past has been, hey, down in the zone and be more effective. I wasn't there in that one. However, if his slider is able to act like that curveball, and being that I mean it was like 75% mm-hmm. Strikes with With sliders Is really good Yeah Especially when you're not Also taking up usage With your curve i uh, sorry Your change up too I get it's the Mets And this you know Maybe this doesn't Stick around But if Snell just does this I'm great with that Yeah uh, that, that's the major thing from that tweet. Okay. That makes sense.
1: Yeah. Uh It's very interesting. He did say that he was, I believe, putting the changeup in timeout.
2: Yes. And I so love that. That's very nice. I remember yeah. actually like in 2018, that's what I wanted him to do. I was like, what are you doing with this changeup? But that's actually been the thing that's been successful for him. So I get it. But hey, maybe this is like 2018 Nick being really happy. A, lo- a lot of also in that article, great points about arm slot changes oh, yeah. and really maybe
1: compensating for that injury. It's a fantastic piece. But for now, let's move on to tier six. What is it called? Why is it called or, that? Give me the names, guy. Give me more time. No, that's the whole point—is like just, just rushing just you. Get, if, if I I, don't if this is six people yet. again. I was going to quit. Uh, <laughs> Alex Wood, Marcus Stroman, Framber Valdez, Ian Anderson, Sonny Gray, Charlie Morton, Aaron Savale. Uh, who? Uh, uh, a friend of mine texted me, and he said, "I think it's
2: time to remove the uh, strikeout upside from Aaron Savale." Which I thought oh, was interesting. Yeah. I think that's. I think that's right. When it comes to those labels, I, I I'm going to be the first one to tell you that I don't update them enough. It's just really hard. There are hundred guys, oh, yes. and like to meticulously Go through every single label with all of them is just way too much time. Yeah, leave them alone, Sean. I try (laughs) try to do it every so often when people like note some things. Like, for example, I looked at streaming options this week and like axed those. Yeah, yeah. But slowly and steadily, I strike it upside with Savali. I understand if you want to get rid of that one.
1: Okay, you've had enough time, Mr. Staller. Sean and I. I was talking about.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. All right. Uh, The, (laughs) The shovers. Nick Well no Okay there's a reason why Okay go on uh, So I've talked about this With Manaya a bit Where it's like uh, There are a lot of times When they pitch Where it doesn't Speak to your uh, it, They're not electric Okay I'm gonna call it The Amish tier There you go Because they're not electric They're not electric mm. There it is mm. Okay so Alex Wood I wouldn't say that he's Oh my god Alex Wood Amish Oh, Okay Marcus Stroman yes. Sadly 20% strikeout rate right now Yeah He's been doing great And there he is at 30 Yeah But honestly If I had to really think about this He's like more of a mid-40s guy Well that's the thing about the Amish Not electric but great baked goods There's something there Baked goods? Yes of course You never had an Amish what, cookie What does Stroman have to do with baked Well because then they have one thing That's like Okay yeah really good mm, What is that typically? It's medium rare pancakes, of course.
1: No, don't with your <laughs> soup pancakes, okay? We're not getting into your weird soup
2: pancakes no soup. again. That would be raw and rare. Ugh, stop. Just want I want to make sure this is understood. Just okay, slightly. Great. Just slightly. Okay, Framber Valdez. Now, he could be. Yeah, he's kind of a little bit out of this one, but uh, it's only been one start. Okay. Really, where he was amazing. Very fair. Right? That was the
1: one guy that I wanted you to, because that's the biggest riser, but, uh, I, mean, I believe, so far
2: on this list. The thing is, you watch if you watch that start, I mean, he just looked like an absolute ace. Yeah. And he hasn't, you know, it's just like he picked up where he was in 2020. Yeah. Um. By the way, I don't know if you caught above the table, I put an extra red. You should read the notes if you scroll up to the top here. Did no, you No, really? no, no, no. Right above the table. Right okay. above the, yeah, right above it. I, I think it's very important. <laughs> Just disclaimer because I, I think I wrote 2,800 words this week in the notes and that's it answers unreal. a lot of things. So, read the notes anyway. So, that's why Framber Valdez is there. He could continue moving forward, he could be in tier five next week. I mean, he gets the Red Sox again if he does the same thing again. I mean, do I need to, you know, are, is anyone really going to push back massively there? Uh, Ian Anderson and Sonny Gray, they both have seen better days. Mm. Uh, and they're not, you know, they you see the talent is there, but they're not really, you know, connecting it. Uh, it, and uh, Charlie Morin is actually doing well. Maybe he deserved another boost up, but uh, there's still that little sense of like, hey, is this, uh, are we okay? Are we still all right? So there you go. Ta-da. Yeah, and then Savali struggled against the Orioles a little bit. Yeah, but Then well, again, they were like the hottest team in the, baseball. The curveball. Well, look at you, man. Huh? you yeah.
1: happy about how you feel. You feel it, good? It felt nice to have one all-star be healthy. Cedric Mullins, man, that's that's been was, something to watch. I was wondering
2: who he was. Yeah, and then even he didn't even get player of the week. That was Ryan Mountcastle. <laughs> well, Cedric's been very entertaining. This is very true. <laughs> uh, but uh, with Aaron Savali, he's not throwing his curveball, and it's not nearly as good as it used to be. Mm. But something's going on there.
1: That's interesting.
2: Yeah, he has six six pitch mix, and the worst one is his curveball right now, and which has never been the case for him. No, that's always been like the best one. Yeah, that's been the bread and butter. Yeah, and uh. that, oh yeah, Sean Manaya is throwing through ninety three last time. And you think about Sean you are like, I don't know what he throws. Okay, he normally threw like last year was just under ninety. Mm. We didn't know if he was going to get back to ninety one, which he did. And then we're like, oh, this is actually not so bad. And then he went down to 90. We're like, I don't, I don't know what's going on. Shoulders? And all of a sudden,
1: 93! Shoulder issues with him, right? Was that what uh, it was? At
2: one point, yes. Yeah, okay. But uh, 93 and that complete game shutout against the Mariners. I mean, yes, the Mariners, but he was throwing Still. 93. And you got to do it. And change up and Kerbal's been good. You got to do it. So, there he is. I didn't expect to put him at 36, but there we are.
1: There are also some fun people that I didn't expect to be in, in this tier, speaking of the unexpected, and that's tier seven. And what's that called? And why is it called that?
2: Who's in it? Zach Granke, Jose the Barrios, the current country of origin.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, so this is Zach Granke, Jose Barrios. You Kikuchi, Shane McClanahan, Rich Hill, Dylan Cease, Chris Bassett, Adbert Alzale, Domingo Herman, Kyle Gibson.
2: You know I'm happy to see him there. And Frankie Montas. It's called the Cabin in the Woods. Okay, go on. Because it could be a wonderful vacation, mm-hmm. or it could be your uh, first step towards death. Yeah. Very, very nice. Also, a very good movie. Um, it's a wonderful movie. Sorry to put it, be so morbid about it. Could it be a disaster or a wonderful weekend?
1: So, let's say, uh, once again, you made this on Monday. Is Adbert Ausley still on this, in yeah, this tier? Yeah, so he
2: would probably be around, uh, I would say, 53 or so. 53, 54, uh, which is in the next tier. So, about like 10 spots dropping. I mean, I hope you understand... Everyone listening, in the like how much this does fluctuate it's on fluid. purpose here. Yeah. yeah, all season. But yeah, if the guy has a blister and it's like, I don't know, is that going to be away? Is it going to be gone or not? Like if I'm drafting a team today, I'd say you know what, fine, I'll take Taiwan Walker instead. Yeah, you know. So exactly. so that that's that's why I do
1: that. Um, and then Kyle Gibson, I mean, we're, we're, talk to me through the thought process of he's
2: back. He had a really good start coming back. Well, it's just, all right, we thought that maybe this was going to be the wall. I've called it like a Vargas Roll Plus now. Essentially, he's two starts need to get in his way. Yes. And normally, an IL stint does act as a wall, but nope. He's fine. Right
1: back at it. Unreal. It's un- it is unbelievable. It it's it's been very fun to watch for sure. Especially because usually when a guy debuts a new pitch, that's the pitch that leads him to success. And no. I don't think the cutter's actually been great. No. So it is really fun. <laughs> but th- I do want to talk about a pitch uh that has been good, or at least a pitcher who's in
2: tier eight. What is that tier called oh, and is man, it? Oh man, we're already that? skipping through. Okay, we gotta keep moving. It might go a little bit yeah, longer. All exactly. right, all right, I get it, I get it. I mean, isn't it amazing though that Rich Hill's at forty one? It and is, and I he's at forty two.
1: I, I literally was gonna say, is Rich Hill the bigger shock than Kevin Gaussman? Uh, I mean, wait, what? did, uh, what's up? Didn't Richard finally surpass what? his age? I brought that up
2: two weeks ago. He, he's at his age. I,
1: oh, he's at his age. Well, no, he's above it because he's 41.0 and he's probably 41 in a few more than a few days. Does it count like
2: that? Yeah. I mean, I would actually probably put in him at forty-one. In the made up rule that I have, I would put him at 41.5. <laughs> you coward. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, let him actually really earn it, right? He has. This is, well, this is like. He's hit the mark. Now he needs to surpass it. He better be 40 next week. Just uh, for you, I will not.
1: Stop stalling. I need to know what tier rate's called. Taiwan <laughs> oh, Walker, eight, okay. Tarek Skubal, Shohei Otani, Alex Manoa. Uh, Alec, excuse me, Manoa. Luis Garcia, Kyle Hendricks, Jose Arquiti, Zach Eflin.
2: Uh, they are the varsity jackets. Okay. They haven't quite graduated college yet. Oh okay, okay. All right, you know that's the best I got. Oh yeah, no, For I sure. can give me, you're giving me notes. I socks. know. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I, I, that's totally fine with me. So I mean, they've got lots of ideas. Okay, you know what? Let's go to, like college scholarships or whatever. Like they, they have the the tools that you think like maybe they can could succeed at the college level. Yeah. Right. Uh, you have Manoa. Yes, obviously I think they that can good. all
1: succeed at the college level.
2: Yeah. 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 I mean, you understand like as a perspective, like oh yes, we're excited about that guy. You know, sure. let him go succeed. Okay. I uh, so Tarek Schuble has been. Fantastic Yeah The slider has Awakened Uh As his fastball Then all of a sudden Just seizes the top of the zone well, It's let, pretty ridiculous No guess. we already talked about Don't seize Uh Let's. Uh, I wanted to talk about Tarek Skubal. Yeah, please. No.
1: No. <laughs> no. 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 Dodger. I had a question for you about him. Oh, okay. So, Never mind. Fourth consecutive start. Two earned runs or fewer. Career yeah. high in K's. First time with double digit K's. Recorded eight or more K's in five of his last six. Uh-huh. Oddly enough, coincided with an increase in the fastball usage this past week, which I thought was interesting, especially because all the Tigers are kind of eschewing their heater. Sure. Through his first fifty-four innings Pitch this year, he's shown that twenty-eight percent K rate he put up last year is not a joke. Three point zero nine huh? ERA. Three point two seven. FIP in his last six starts seems pretty legit considering the three point five three Babip. The question I have for you I'm gonna sneeze. Uh look at the light. <laughs>
2: uh Derek Scoobel has even you know, we're so good we make our sneezes amazing fast. <laughs> Derek Scoobyl has a four
1: three three ERA right okay. now. Okay. Will he finish the year above or below a four?
2: Ooh, I'm gonna say he's below. Below? Why not? Yeah that's very very nice. So, well, I mean I think he's improving. Okay. I've been saying this a lot And you know we talk about it in like The, uh, the off season. I think my take on Scoobal was I don't think he's going to be good In the first you know I said I think like the first Half of the season uh, because he's Still developing sure right and By the second half I think he's going to be a lot better than His first half do I want to take the chance uh, In the first half probably not and I Imagine that he would be on the wire and he was uh, what we're literally going Through right now is development mm-hmm. we don't Talk about it as it happens yeah. you know if they grow up so fast and fast. <laughs> so I'm sorry. That was very entertaining to me. <laughs> no, no, I, yeah, is, yeah. I deserve that I, I, one. Yeah. No, I wanted <laughs> those sad sounds. Yeah. We're a mess. <laughs> okay. Um, Scooble is going through development right now and I think he is, you know, I don't I imagine he's going through a peak right now. There will be a valley at some point, and then he's gonna get out of that and be good. Well that yeah, that was right. The inter- That's generally the, the progression here.
1: That was the interesting point too, and why I thought it was interesting about that four seam usage, because it seemed like, you know, originally it was like, all right, this is all he really has, and then of course it's gonna get hit because it's the only pitch he's throwing consistently, he's mostly been a four seam or slider guy. The secondaries that are there have been really good contact suppressors. The changeup, even though he's thrown it fewer than hundred times, is a twenty percent swing strike rate right mm. now, which is pretty insane. I take that. The curveball has a four percent strike. Yeah, that's rate, not, which the pitch. Is just no, no. not the but, pitch. No, but I mean,
2: I think Scoobal has embraced the fact that it is a slider as his premier number two pitch.
1: Yeah. Oh, definitely. He's pretty much four seamer slider. So yeah. I,
2: I, I am very encouraged to see that a changeup
1: has a twenty percent swing strike rate from him. It's almost like Boyd, where it's like, oh, that's just kind of waiting in the wings, and let's see
2: what happens when he amps up that usage a sure. little bit. Hopefully, that'll be a little bit different, though. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, the fact that he, I think he struck out eleven guys the other day. Was, yeah, for, yeah. Ooh, Scoobal. Career right. high. Let's Career
1: go. high, baby. Uh, Luis Garcia rises uh, to number thirty. No, not to number yeah. thirty. Did he rise 31 he, spots? He, he did. did. Oh my so god. This is, I wrote
2: that and I thought it was wrong. Uh-huh. Um yeah, the main thing about Garcia, I had this was my logic last week. And you guys know this. I will, you know, I, I have no ego to hold on to yeah. here. Like I don't care if I feel like I'm wrong. They're like, all right, I'm just gonna make the change and not like no, I need to yeah. defend it. So the logic last week was that Luis Garcia, well, two things. He has a tough, tough schedule. Yeah, was it Red Sox twice? It was Dodgers Red Sox. Red Sox uh, Dodger, it started with the Dodgers, and they had the Jays in there, right. and uh, I wanted to say Astros, but he pitches with the Astros. Uh, Red Sox are in there, and uh there's that part par- part that I thought, okay, we should be not putting ourselves through that. And the second thing is, after he struggles there, then the Astros, with all of their arms they need to feed, that Garcia would be the one out, Yeah. right? But now we're in a situation that he sur- not only survived the gauntlet, but surpassed it with flying colors. Yep and they'll find a way to keep him in this rotation. I I'm, I'm do not feel that he will be removed now. So considering he's doing that well, his cutter and slider have both performed well. His fastball actually got whiffs in his last start too. I, I mean, alright, yeah. I, I messed up on this one, and Garcia, let's just swing him back up, and now here he is in Tier 8. Yeah, here's some fun facts about him. Yet to give up more than
1: three earned runs in a single outing this Ooh. entire year, which is unbelievable, and this is the other thing that really blew my mind. I think you already responded to this on Twitter, so you might know the answer. He is one of two starting pitchers to feature two pitches with a sub 150 woba with a minimum of 150 thrown so of all the pitchers in baseball only two have two pitches that have been thrown 150 times or more but have a sub 150 woba he is one of them with his slider and his cutter do you remember who the other one is do I remember? I don't know if I ever knew. Okay, good. Well, I, you responded to something on Twitter, so I didn't know if you saw the tweet, but no. that's fine. So, huh. who, who is it going to be then? Who is it? And I'll give you the pitches. Sure. So, this guy has thrown a curveball and a changeup, both of them over 150 times. Both of them have sub-150 Wobos, so really good curveball, really good changeup. Oh, change
2: up. man. Why, why am I blanking And this will And I'll,
1: I'll, t- I'll give you even more context. So, I believe that is his second and third pitch primarily in order. Oh, man. So his primary second it to be Nola. No. Not Nola. Mm. Not Nola. That is a great guess, though. Dang it. But he's been hit a little too hard.
2: Yeah. Uh, ooh, I got nothing.
1: Julio Urias. Oh, yeah, of course. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting stuff. I, I just think that's insane. that The only two guys that have done that yeah. so far this year, yeah. you know, I thought maybe DeGrom would be
2: on well, there. Well, the thing is, uh, sliders are so you know, dominant that yeah. it, it's it's rare to find. I was just trying to think of guys who throw a fastball change up curveball. Yeah, yeah but I could, there aren't uh, many. Nola's the only one I could really think of. Yeah, it's Nola. It's Aureus, It's fastball, cutter, fastball, curveball, changeup. Yeah, not too many anymore. You don't really see I that. I don't have a slider too. Yeah, yeah, well, that that yeah, that's not. If they do, it's their definitive number four. It's posted two or three. So, yeah. yeah good job. I'm proud of them. They nailed great it. Things. Uh
1: <laughs> Let's move on to tier nine. Uh, what is it called and why is it called that? This is Castillo, Gonsolin, Lamette, Pineda, Montgomery, Miley, Desclafani, E. Ovaldi, Bundy, and Paddock.
2: They are the trust fund. Okay. Because you feel like they should be a lot more than they are and in, in, in years or down the line they will pay off.
1: Oh, okay. Very, right. very good. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, Paddock, you know, he's a guy that could definitely pay Dylan off there. Bundy, Montgomery.
2: Yep. Uh Luis Castillo's in here. Uh Denilson Lamet. Tony Gonsolin, Uh Those guys, for the most part, are the ones I'm thinking of. There is this little mini tier of Pineda, Montgomery, Miley, Descofani, Evaldi in the middle, but sandwiched by the trust fund.
1: Yeah, that's fine. Um... What are you expecting? So I believe Gonsland is gonna make his first start tomorrow.
2: Yeah, against Pittsburgh. I'm actually in on that. I actually think it's tonight. Oh, is it tonight? Yeah. Oh, I thought it was tomorrow. I think it might be a two-star week. Maybe, okay, maybe it is tomorrow. I'm maybe confusing this. But anyway, I'm excited for it. Should Either way, yeah. We're expecting to see probably what a good amount of splitters. Sliders. Slider's really good with Gonslin. Right? He does have that too. Okay. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. But the, I think the underrated pitch with him is the slider that is like surprisingly great. Mm-hmm. Might be even a Monday pitch. Oh, yeah. interesting. From last year, of course. For Gonsolin, yeah. Of, yeah, he hasn't pitched at all this year. But here's the thing about Gonsolin, is that he has a number five spot, and no one else is there to take it from him. Yeah. You know, Price is certainly not earning it. Yeah. Uh, Mays Dunzo. The mm. The only concern I have is if the, if the Dodgers do trade for something like Max Scherzer, the deadline. Oh, my God. You know? I could mean, they, they- friggin' imagine? But they could. They could do that. That is insane to think about. <laughs> Scherzer, Kershaw, Urias, Bauer. That is insane, and yeah. and Bueller. Oh yeah, I forgot about Bueller. How could? Oh my god, <laughs> it's be, like the like the Phillies of two thousand eight, right?
1: But it may be better.
2: Yeah, yeah. But I mean, that's that was the thing. It was like the funny thing is that was four aces and Cole Hamels. <laughs> yeah, if you remember that, uh, what was it? Roy Oswalt, Cliff, Cliff Lee, Roy Halladay, Halliday, yeah. uh, and one other guy, in Cole Hamels. Maybe Cole Hamels was the fourth. All right. That's un- it's it's insane that it's even a possibility and yep. it, it stinks the only reason it stinks is to see a full year of that would be amazing so that's the only concern i have about gonsolin is that he doesn't get replaced but if he doesn't well he's already two months in which means that the whole innings limit that we would have a problem with is gone out yeah. the window yeah and gonsolin i would say i was saying last year if gonsolin was on a team like cleveland like he would be the equivalent of Zach, please, Zach mm. uh of just being like, yeah, he can go seven innings and be very good for your fantasy teams. Obviously, we have a different uh, perception of Zach Plesak right now. But, yeah, Gonsolin, like, let loose and locked in? I am I really want this in all my teams.
1: Yeah, definitely. And just for some additional perspective, too, I mean, like, so, yes, he is going tomorrow. He is going on Wednesday. I think there are other – who are the, their backup people or the people that have, like – Slid in every once in a while is for the
2: Dodgers. I mean, David Price and uh, Mitch White is their long-term. Jimmy Nelson, Jimmy Nelson, but he's on the. He's hurt, I think. Oh, he's
1: he's back now. Yeah, he was hurt last week and he's back now.
2: But it's not anything that the Dodgers actually want to trust. And oh yeah, here's a great starter that would be in some cases like a number three or number four for some teams. So yeah, that's great. Yeah, yeah, I'm just
1: looking too at their minor looks. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Um, all right. Uh, I want to talk really, really quick about really Chris quick. He yes. doesn't really move at all, but we haven't talked about him in a minute. Curveball usage has been slowly but surely rising over the course of the, the season. This past week, 17% is the second highest of his career, highest uh, of the season so far. I mean, he he doesn't move up. He doesn't move down. I think he had one really good start, or a good start this past week, but a poor one before that, if I recall correctly. So, what are you thinking about Paddock? Why no movement there? Just need to see a little bit more if there's any consistency? Yeah,
2: I I would like to see if the curveball actually becomes that proper number, two. It was against the Mets, and I didn't like the shape of it a lot. He does have a 37% CSW on the curveball through Mm. the year. Uh, Hopefully, yeah, that usage does increase, but... He hasn't quite showcased a start where that makes the things. Oh wait, Chris Paddock is like really good again. He hasn't done that yet, so I don't think that he's going to be terrible through the year. But until he actually showcases that superb talent, then I'm not going to treat him like that.
1: All right, fair enough. Tier ten. What's it called? Why is it called that? Tier ten. Not too big. Gonzalez.
2: Okay, what is it? This is (laughs) a. Um, oh wait wait! Say the names Oh uh,
1: yeah. not so easy <laughs> Gonzalez <laughs> Tyone Marquez Heaney Mize Urizi, Dunn And is it Cower Or It's uh It's
2: Coar Coar Okay Yeah yeah uh, Like coercion No. Nope. Okay <laughs> Um this is the tier Okay uh, I I have this I- Image of like uh, of you know it's a, it's the climax of a movie, okay, and you have the 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 hero battling the villain, yeah, and all of a sudden something happens. <gasps> the villain slips off the edge. Okay, you think he's gone, but no, you look down and he's dangling off, and mm-hmm. he reaches out, take my hand. And, you know the hero goes yeah. down right, and the villain takes it, but then. Tries to get, like, a knife or something, and then goes in and, like, you know, falters and falls down, right? Okay, yeah. So these are the guys teetering off of the edge. Okay, I would just love it the if somebody just make that yeah, tier yeah. a hyphen of everything. Yeah, yeah. Just... <laughs> that, that's it. That, yeah. that That's... Yeah, yeah. the, the, the mm. These are the villains that are trying to drag you off the cliff? Right, well, they're just above the cliff. They're, they've just survived the cliff. Ah. That is, of like, the cliff of 12-teamers where you actually want to be holding them or not. That's why... Kowar is at the very bottom of it.
1: Okay, at so 73. let's start with Herman he Marquez, was. who rises 19. Even with that awful start against the Giants and Coors, he still has a 3.99 ERA at home, which is pretty impressive to me. Since that blowup, he's got a two ERA with a 3.04 FIP and a 1.05 WHIP with four home starts and two on the road. So it's not just because he's on the road. Uh, is the only reason? Two questions. One is the only reason he's behind Jameson Taillon and Coors Field, and two,
2: are you selling? Well, I mean, of course, Coors Field has to take a thing, yeah, like a a note. So, yeah, that's it. But he's got that in his slider, Mm -hmm. which is back. And it wasn't there in 2019. And now it is. And the curveball is fantastic as well. I mean, that's putting up a 36% CSW. So? Uh, So those two pitches are fascinating and really good. The only problem is, yeah, it's still Coors and it's undefeated. And I don't really believe I can trust him to have a 2018 second half run again so that's why below time yeah so then, it's really close and I want to like if Ramon Marquez leaves cores great but that's not gonna happen everyone's so like oh you're gonna trade him like no they're not they're yeah. not gonna trade him because he's on such a nice team friendly contract and the one thing that the Colorado Rockies cannot do is sign for agent pitching so why would you give that up so are you trading him though what are, are you and your fantasy team? If you're, oh yeah, owner? oh yeah, 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 I'm like, what? I'm doing? <laughs> I just said I would not if I'm <laughs> Colorado I don't know. on the fantasy teams. Yeah, I would. I would if someone is is spending on him. I wouldn't think that people are though. Yeah, sometimes you know people. You look never at- know. Yeah. Okay. So, but try and tell him if you can. Casey Mize rises eight to number seventy. Oh man, Neil, how you doing? Neil Vita. I uh, of the no no, no Discord. Uh, okay. uh, the entire day has just been <laughs> saying. Casey Mize is amazing. Uh, I, I think he it put out a bold prediction of like 3-3 ERA and one ten, 10 the rest of the way. Whoa. And I, I mean, I don't see eye to eye with that, of course, as you guys can see from uh, number 70. I do like the fact that Casey Mize performed really well with this slider. This is the best I've seen his slider. I don't know if that's going to stick around. And the problem with Mize to me is that it's a fastball slider essentially with a splitter that sometimes is there and helpful and sometimes it's not. The curveball I don't think is actually that good of a pitch. So it's really just those two. The slider can be both the, the, the two necessary secondary pitches. That is one you can throw for a strike and one you can get for whiffs. So we saw with like Wasker Noah, it, it can be both with one pitch at times. This slider, Mize kind of did that recently, and that's encouraging. I don't know if that's going to last through the season with Mize, and uh, it's kind of like, all right, it's better than the wire at the moment, but I don't really think it's going to be, you know, amazing. All right, and we talked about Jackson, so
1: really no need to go
2: off there. He's probably going to fall off the list. Uh, tier 11, what's it called? Why is it called that? Okay, so this is the Toby tier, so I guess this is gonna be um the brown suits. Okay, because that's what yeah, Toby wears. The Toby tier is pretty pretty simple. I mean, this is uh like all right, you need something off of it. Dallas Keiko, JD Brew Baker, Coffee Cakes, uh, Steven Matz, Eduardo Rodriguez, and Adam Wainwright. In some ways they those guys aren't, but they are those just kind of like, All right, I need something this week. Let's go with those guys. Cause Adam Wainwright's actually like a cherry bomb now. Sure. He's he isn't like middling. He either has both his curveball and his cutter, and usually it's the cutter the one that's failing, but if that's both there then he has like seven innings one run so yeah, but great. what about Keuchel who who falls 15 yeah. which is tied for Hendricks for the biggest
1: faller on this list so this the week.
2: problem there is that I, I thought he was going to get Detroit and instead I think he gets the Jays it's a bad start In set this week. And it's just the reason I wanted Keiko is because he had this wonderful schedule ahead. And if you're going to take away the Tigers and you're going to give me like an elite offense, then hmm, not so much. All right. So, what about Tier 12, which is actually packed with uh,
1: a bunch of fun names with a bunch of risers and then one drastic faller who I believe takes the cake for the biggest fall overall this week. So, this is Tier 12 with Cobb, Pavetta, uh, Caleb Smith, Ryan Weathers, Logan Gilbert, Austin Gomber, Patrick Sandoval, and Patrick Corbin. What's it called? Why is it called
2: that? Um. Oh man, I had a really good name that I realized I should probably call that the next year. Okay. <laughs>
1: Anticipation.
2: I like it. Um. Nah. Mm, okay. This is the. Uh. Oh, what do they call it? No. Oh, no. Not another hyphen name. <laughs> Um, I'm gonna call it happy hour. Okay. Uh just because it's 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 awesome. It can be wonderful, but also you can regret it later. Okay. So well uh, that's a great that's a great transition into actually Alex Cobb. Five run runs on this most recent start, but he rises nine. Yeah, because he his skills were great. It was one inning. Mm. It was a seven inning start where one inning allowed all five of them. Yeah. And he was perfect. Yeah. Perfect. I'm not even joking. Actually perfect through uh for six innings otherwise. So I mean, it wasn't his seventh inning. It wasn't like a six games per view. It was like his third inning was terrible. But the splitter, the thing, was still there. Yep. So, still encouraging. Okay. So, what about Pavetta? I'm curious to hear about this back and forth here, right? And,
1: uh, I mean, a 2.81 ERA in March and April, then he falls off with, I think, like a 4.81 or something considerably higher. But now he's back at 80. I mean, look at 81. Yeah, uh, no, we're gonna get to him in a second. Oh, I know, don't but you this worry. This is
2: like the. <laughs> I know. What is this list? Two twenty nineteen. Yeah. What year? You <laughs> yeah.
1: <exactly. laughs> uh,
2: you know. So Pavetta, I. Okay, I think the skills, the actual ability of thing uh, of his pitch is more like stuff. I should say is good. Ninety five mile per hour fastball, and he has two breakers. Now the command of them, some games is good, some games is not. He just got Miami, and mm. you think, oh, this is gonna be good. Uh, and that was actually last night This is before I even made this list uh, Or after I made this list uh, And Pavetta just hasn't been uh, He hasn't put it quite together yet He's gotten like a high striker rate And actually believe this or not I was making the uh, the streamer ranks yesterday In the morning And I labeled Nick Pavetta as a streamer I figured like he was, You know what do you think his rostered rate is, at least as far as Monday morning goes? His rostered rate, yeah, percentage in uh, Yahoo and ESPN leagues, thirty-two uh, percent. Yeah, sixty-six. Wow, sixty-six percent for Pavetta. Interesting. What? Oh, well, you know, I think I, I mean, think maybe it was, good. Maybe it's Furtree who was like, "Oh, let me know when Nick realizes that Pavetta isn't a streamer." <laughs> I was like, "Why? What is it going to be like? Thirty, yeah, thirty-two or something? Sixty-six? Yeah, man. I, he, I think he's. Been, that's why I was shocked that he was this low on the list. Oh man. But Pavetta, okay. Pavetta's stuff is. It's like sometimes he has a ninety-five mile per hour festival up. It's like you know he needs to be doing the Blake Snell blueprint and he mm-hmm. just doesn't. It, it goes. It's so poorly. Like a, like it's not consistent and it's really frustrating because you know me. I just want to shout from the hilltops. Mavetta. Yeah, you're you're like three years late, but it's okay, man. And he's Come like, on, "Huh? <laughs> what? Who are you?" Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, so it's exciting. I hope it does happen eventually, but uh, for right now, I think it's just too volatile. That's why he's below the cliff. You also hinted to the next guy, Caleb Smith. Oh, he's back at it's number Caleb eighty-one,
1: Smith. eight Ks, but with a home run allowed. Is it the
2: most <laughs> Caleb Smith start ever? Okay, so he threw. I think I think it was like forty percent uh, sliders and change ups. Mm-hmm. He had one whiff. On those. Oh, oh, that reminds me. What's up? Oh my God. Ha! Huh? I you might have already seen this. Do you know how many total whiffs Joe Ross got
0: last Zero Sunday? Zero on his
2: thirty-seven sliders. Un I know. Unbelievable. Crazy. How do you do that? That is how un- do you do that? unbelievable. He got three <laughs> total whiffs on the day, oh all of his four seamer. He threw thirty-seven sliders and he got none. None? It was unbelievable. <laughs> it this was. Is, this is also the start after he won the golden goal. That, that is the highest K rate. Sorry, the highest uh, CSW rate and the most whiffs in a day.
1: That was. Uh, that was. Un- I, couldn't I couldn't believe,
2: believe it. it. It's almost more impressive. <laughs> it, it's unbelievable. How do you do that and survive the start? Well, then let, let's it's actually, just all balls in play. I guess that found gloves, but man, yeah. let's shift to an even better. Because we're talking about well, yeah. no
1: whiffs, and we'll shift to Patrick Sandoval, who had
2: an who had the most whiffs of any pitcher in baseball is this year, thirty-two. That was un- 32- I thought thought Savant was like messing up. It was unbelievable. (laughs) Patrick Sandoval. Yeah, the Irish panda. He's back.
1: Yeah. So there he is at 85. Mm. I do want to bring up Austin Gomber, who appears at 84. Since his meltdown against the Giants, 2.68 ERA with 3.64 FIP. (laughs) But unlike Marquez,
2: only two home starts in his last seven. True. uh, And they've all been road starts. Sub-30% fastballs for Gomber. Yeah, but they're on the road. Well, yeah, but I like the fact that he has three secondary pitches that are all really good. He could be a theoretical trade candidate. I don't know. Probably I don't mean, know. They I mean, just traded for not. him. Yeah, probably. You're, you're definitely right. There's no way he's leaving. But still, he's just he's interesting, and I would start him for those road starts. Going back to Smith really quickly, 92-mile-per-hour mm-hmm. fastball is really good. That's, that's what we want to see from him. Right. That's what the, the, the argument, whatever, the discussion that Spohr and I had in 2020 was all about. He had the hip injury, then he didn't have the— uh, the same velocity in the second half, but he had that velocity in those first nine, eleven, or nine or eleven starts, I should say. Uh, and Cable Smith on ninety two is higher than the ninety and change that we saw before, and so that's exciting. It's just we got to wait for the slider and change up to actually be good again. If one of those are, I'm kind of in. He has the opportunity now in Arizona. Patrick Sandoval, is this legit or not? Mm. Uh, I he was it was completely Professor Chaos. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was just uh, the most effectively wild start you'll see. Uh, his slider and changeups. Changeup had 17 whiffs alone, mm. he had another eight on his slider. I mean, it was like what? What is? What is this? It was amazing. Um, he was throwing 94, 95. I mean, it, the stuff it's is always there. been those. Yeah, flashes yeah. from he, him. He's. A, I think he was like the third highest in zone rate CSW one year or something like that. And yeah, we were like, "What is high? Yeah, what's going on, buddy?" Uh, but the thing is, he's just too inconsistent, and I, I don't even know how many starts he's going to get for the Angels. Probably not many. Yeah, I mean, he's replacing Jose Quintana right now, but. We'll see how long that lasts. Yeah. Uh, That brings us to our final tier for the day, tier 13, which you said you already had a great name for. It's Confetti. Okay, because on. oftentimes these guys celebrate birthday parties.
1: Oh, very
2: good. Yeah. What's a birthday party for a those birthday, familiar? Birthday party is uh, a day of celebration that happens around once a year for for pitchers, where you don't expect them to do well. But hey, it's a birthday party. Here it is. Here's a day of celebration. Now, a lot of those guys, I think it's not really fair. You have Joe Ross who's had multiple good starts, and same with Garrett Richards and stuff. But none of these really feel real enough for you to actually have in your teams. Yeah, uh, and it's really just streamer based whatsoever uh, at tier third. So that's why it's eighty-seven through one hundred. All of them are just streams. So then let's just give let's wrap up with the
1: what brings Irvin and Tucker Davidson the only two unranks to this list. Uh, yeah, to I, this tier, I actually kind of
2: thought that Irvin was there, but it was more of I didn't really like the... I think he got injured before, or I mm-hmm. uh, or it was maybe his schedule wasn't very good. Uh, but Irvin's good enough. Like I would take him for a stream. So it's nothing really too exciting about him. It's the, how I felt pretty much since spring training when he was getting the spot over Dalton Jeffries. Mm-hmm. Remember that. Tucker Davidson's not bad. I, I feel mean, like we say that a lot about like you know a uh, uh, pitching prospects well, from it, it, Atlanta. Yeah, it's kind of like uh, well how we felt about J.C. Brew Baker last year mm. or, or two years ago maybe. No, last year where we're like, hey, mm. coffee cakes is a yeah. this could work. There's a maybe. pitch there, yeah, right? Yeah. Uh, Tucker Davidson throws mid sorry low to mid nineties on his fastball has like a nice break on, on his curveball and stuff like this is this isn't so bad. Mm. And if uh, Atlanta gets some good matchups, I would start Tucker Davidson.
1: There you go. And I appreciate you. I know that that was originally going to be Johnny Quato. You followed the new rule yep. and you subbed him out. And, yep. I, and I, I appreciate you for that. You really
2: took care of my interest because I, 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 got I you. messaged you, why do you hate me? Yeah. Well, yeah. I was like, oh, I just didn't update it. I'm sorry. It's already fixed. Yeah, thank I just you. Didn't, Yeah, it wasn't there for you. Thank you. I do not hate you, fast. Not I know, fast. I know. I know. I know.
1: Yeah. Uh, all right, man. Woo. That's going to do we it. We did it. We did it. Oh, my gosh. That's going to do it for episode number 262 of On the Corner, the official pitchless.com podcast. I'm your host, Alex Fast.
2: And I'm Nick Pollock. And we'll talk to you guys next week.